Welcome to the Guard Nation podcast, bringing you the most up-to-date and relevant information while you recruit and serve. First round, knockout. Hello, and welcome to Guard Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sergeant First Class Zippor Baez from New York. Today, we are joined by Lieutenant Colonel Stephen Warren, Branch Chief for the Army National Guard Marketing, and Mr. Sean Stone, the Army National Guard's National Marketing Program Manager, to talk about the release of the new national ad campaign, which were debuted and went into market last week. I'm also joined by my co-host and producer and editor of the Guard Nation podcast, Staff Sergeant Andy Waiters. Hey, thanks, Arm Baez. Uh, again, it's Sergeant Waiters um, from DC. Um, so I came into uh, recruiting uh, kind of a little bit of a more roundabout way. So my uh, MOS is actually 42 Romeo. So I came from the Baron world. Um, but happy to have um, gotten into the recruiting branch and or the recruiting division and excited to, excited to talk about this subject today. Thank you, Staff Sergeant Waiters. We've asked marketing leadership to join us for this episode, which comes on the heels of the release of the new Army National Guard ad campaign. The new commercials and creatives have now started <clears throat> to hit the market. Yes. But, but before we get into details, let's find out a little bit more about our guests. Lieutenant Colonel Warren. Hey, Sergeant Baez, thank you so much. Uh, my name is Lieutenant Colonel Steve Warren, and I am super excited to be with you all today. Staff Sergeant Andy Waiters and Mr. Stone, it's so fun to be together as a group and talk about this exciting program um, and new ad campaign. So a little bit about me. Um, so I am a Army National Guardsman from the great state of New York, just like Sergeant Baez. I, I grew up with the 27th Infantry uh, brigade. I uh, was enlisted as an infantryman and then crossed over, uh, I guess, to the dark side, as some people say, and, and became an officer, which was an amazing moment. And and I am an armor officer, served in a, in a cavalry scout um, troop and found my way uh, down to the Bureau and have had some amazing experiences working with wounded warriors, uh, working with military funeral honors, also working on Capitol Hill for member of Congress and serving with the, the active component in their legislative liaison shop and really getting to the point where um, I am now in a position where I think it's, you know, the best kept secret. It's probably the coolest job in the Army National Guard to work with such an amazing team as our vision is to really connect today's generation with their purpose for tomorrow. And I think that's what we're doing today. And and in the coming weeks and months with this new campaign. So I'm super excited, thankful to be here. Thank you, sir. Amazing, amazing. We appreciate you being on here and with your expertise. Um, I'm excited because I love this job. Marketing, this is like the best job in the Army National Guard as far as for my career. Now, with that said, Mr. Stone, Mr. Stone, please introduce yourself. Hi, good afternoon. My name is Sean Stone, and I'm one of the Army civilians on the marketing team. I retired from the Massachusetts Army National Guard in 2018 and was literally born and raised in Army National Recruiting for the better part of the last 15 years, either as a local production recruiter or a marketing NCO. Our recruiters make such a profound impact on our local commun communities and literally change the lives of tens of thousands every year. I love what I do and just appreciate the ability to be here today. 
Thank you, gentlemen. I'm looking forward to discussing this exciting topic with you all. But Lieutenant Colonel Warren, I know you also wanted to say a few words regarding general service in the Army National Guard right now and across what happened last year, as well as how recruiting has changed and how we've responded, sir. Hey, Sergeant Baez, thanks for that. So over the past 11 months, the Army National Guard has been present in its communities supporting COVID relief operations, supporting uh, natural disaster responses, supporting the inauguration, and supporting civil disturbance as well. So on average, for the past 11 months, there's been about 50,000 Army National Guard men and women in these roles. And it shows the importance of what we do in our community. So within this complex environment and the uncertainty that everybody is going through now, um, our National Guard men and women have been up front and center in their communities. And with that, our recruiting force has had to deal with unprecedented times in order to get new folks in. And they've adapted amazingly. They've converted into the digital space with virtual recruiting, um, with different vehicles to get into high schools in a virtual space. That's just a testament to the flexibility of our recruiters out in the 54 states and territories in District of Columbia. Thank you for that, sir. We're certainly living through unusual times, but Guard soldiers have certainly risen to the challenge that we are facing right now. So I will turn it over to Staff Sergeant Waiters to get some questions started. Hey, thanks, Arbaez. Um, so uh, the first thing I wanted to ask about um, is just the general meaning of the new ad campaign, which we've entitled the, uh, the Next Greatest Generation Is Now. Um, so we know the the greatest generation is obviously the um, generation around World War II. Uh, but Lieutenant Colonel Warren, uh, what is what does this mean? Why do we why did we choose this as our title to represent the new ad campaign? So we believe this is a rallying cry for Generation Z, right? Generation Z appears to be coming of age during an incredibly tough time. Um, you know, they're caught in a global pandemic. There's a sagging economy. There's skyrocketing debt. You know, there's things that are stacked up against this generation and the youth of America is finding solutions and finding ways to meet these challenges. Similar to the, the generation in World War II where they were presented these, this huge problem set which, which brought folks together. People raised their hand and they moved and they deployed um, in the same respect, maybe not on that level as far as uh, combat goes, but as far as our nation goes with the turbulence that's going on, there is really a cry for Generation Z to, to find hope and find meaning in service to their communities and service to each other. And I think this ad campaign hits on all those messages and provides a new look at what our generation can do when they choose to raise their right hand and join the Army National Guard. Thanks for that, sir. Um, so I do want to unpack that a little bit because because um, you, you said a lot there. Um, so uh, first you mentioned uh, like pursuing interests while um, or personal interests uh, while making a difference in our communities um, and, and service to the nation. Um, so I know that one of the taglines that is often used um, in the Guard is have it all. Uh, so I think it's great that the campaign highlights, um, excuse me, highlights the duality of our lives. Um, because, you know, the majority of our force um, has to balance their civilian job along with their job. Um, in the guard as well as life with uh, friends and family. So that's um, it's great that we're touching on that. Uh, but sir, also uh, you mentioned wanting to highlight the civilian pursuits 
um, of the diverse group of youth. Um, so what we know that diversity, equity, include, and inclusion um, has been brought to the forefront as many organizations in this country learn how um, to, to be more inclusive. Um, and and uh, we know that this comes from the very top um, with General Hokuson recently um, sending out a message to our force uh, saying that uh, things you know, that these things, diversity, equity, equity inclusion, um, are not buzzwords, but they are principles of our democracy. Um, what what was important for us to why or excuse me why was it important for us to feature um, a diverse group of soldiers in this uh, ad campaign? Well, quite simply, diversity, equity, and inclusion are fabrics of growth, and there's fabrics of an organization that is going to reach the next level. Um, given where our armories are, we're in over 2,800 communities across the country. We are diverse as this country is. Um, we reflect that inside of our formations. And it's important for us to show where we are as an organization to this generation. This generation values equality. It values inclusion. Um, and if we, we led with that because that's who we are. It's as authentic as it gets. Every person you see in this, every soldier you see in this, it's exactly what they do in the guard and it's the interest that they have outside of uniform. So it's it, a diversity from, from, from a gender perspective, um, from ethnicity perspective, but also from an interest perspective, which really resonates in, in a wide array. And it gets really after um, those that could maybe have never saw themselves raising the right hand and joining the military, specifically in the Army National Guard, it provides that opportunity and path and explains how they can um, achieve their goals and accelerate themselves in the Army National Guard. That's awesome. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, Sergeant Bias. Thank you, Staff Sergeant Waiters, for those questions. Um, I'd like to direct this question at Mr. Stone. Mr. Stone, I know the Guard is now back into a rhythm of refreshing the national ad campaign every couple of years based on the industry standard. The last one we had was hometown soldiers. Can you remind us of what the focus was for that campaign and then highlight how the new campaign, the next greatest generation is now differs? Hey, thanks, I'm Baez. The next greatest generation is now builds on the success of the hometown soldier campaign, which debuted in 2019 in a time when the Army National Guard had little to no national advertising. Research indicated that many people were unaware of what the Army National Guard did, never mind the great things our soldiers do each and every day in their local communities. The intent of hometown soldier was to improve the public's awareness of differentiating what the Army National Guard does from other branches of the service and those other corresponding opportunities. According to Department of Defense research from 2018 through March of 2020, awareness of Army National Guard advertising among that key core demographic group of that 17 to 35 year olds improved more than 45% with um, hometown soldier. So using that as a benchmark in 2020, the Army National Guard began work to create its next campaign to speak more directly to the youth who may have not considered part-time service 
in the Army National Guard is a way to basically accomplish their personal goals in life. The primary objective of the next greatest generation is now is really to address the concerns of America's youth and um, basically show, you know, that they have a way to fit in into today's military, especially in the Army National Guard. Thank you, Mr. Stone. You mentioned that we wanted to leverage recent increases of awareness to our organization as a foundation for this campaign. Some people would probably think we're crazy, you know, for pulling off this size of a production, especially during the COVID-19 pandemic. We had soldiers traveling to California and staying at a hotel and filming at different locations across the Los Angeles area. Why do you think it was important that we take the risk to create this campaign during this time? My answer would be really simple. How could we not? On production, we had extremely stringent policies that we had vetted against the latest information concerning COVID. And we made sure we put those measures into place to ensure that we were safely conducting all activities. We went through rigorous um, rounds of COVID testing and other you know, um, measures such as masks and ensuring everyone was always um, you know, six feet apart, you know, everything that we've become accustomed to nowadays. The bottom line is the Army National Guard is the one and only local service that helps our communities. And now, more than ever, we have to be forward-leaning to showcase the amazing things our soldiers do on a daily basis. I appreciate the breakdown. One more question to keep you in a hot seat for a second. Stay there. I got you. Why have we found it so difficult to appeal to Gen Z? when it comes to a sense of patriotism. And in line with that, how is this campaign relevant to our target audience? Talk to me. Honestly, it's not that difficult to communicate with Gen Z. As the most racially, ethnically, culturally diverse generation the U.S. has ever seen, the concerns and the passions of Gen Z really vary widely. You know, a a one-size-fits-all approach that, you know, one would assume that this generation would like doesn't resonate. Um, You know, given their varied backgrounds, interests, and goals in life, you know, we have to do something different, something more. Um, You know, in addition to that, the research indicates that for most of members of Gen Z, patriotism really means something different than what we might be used to. It's not, you know, flying the flag. It's not necessarily supporting the troops as we would know it. You know, for this generation, demonstrating patriotism can be something that's manifested through something as simple as voting, you know, working in a soup kitchen, paying taxes, you know, or volunteering for one in one's community. Um, you know, in addition to that, the number of uh, U.S. households with a member of uh, military service, you know, a veteran, has dropped significantly over the last 30 years. 
you know, without having that presence of someone who can share their personal military experience um, with the youth today, it gives them a very hard time as far as distinguishing what it's like to serve. You know, the Next Greatest Generation Now campaign really strives to share with Gen Z at a peer level the experience of serving in the Army National Guard in a manner that's really authentic and speaks to the, you know, the individuals of Gen Z specifically itself. Hey, thanks for that, uh, Mr. Stone. Uh, Colonel Warren, so um, the commercial is still brand new, um, just came out last week. Um, so I know that um, I can, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that a lot of um, uh, a good a good portion of the listeners probably have not seen them yet. Um, so I know you're really excited to share uh, news about where the commercials will be aired. Um, but can you just le- um, t- tell us um, where those where the videos and other creatives um, will be uh, or can be viewed at once? Um, and then where they're going to uh, where where our listeners can see them in market? Yes, we're excited about this. So. We're deploying an entire ecosystem um, to support this ad campaign. And what I mean by that is not only do we have those three different vignette videos, but we have up to 130 different creatives from a mix of uh, static displays, uh, moving social uh, GIFs um, for for, uh, deployment into market. And we have an entire style guide that we're going to be pre- presenting to all the marketing NCOs at the recruiting retention battalions. And then working with our other programs um, like our state media services and our multimedia program to really amplify this at the at the state level where they can uh, tailor the, the logo itself to their specific state. That's really the most important thing to me is making this as useful as possible for the 54 states, territories, and District of Columbia. That's why our jobs exist up here at the Bureau. Um, beyond that, from a, a national media perspective, we're really gonna provide that umbrella um, to launch this into market. And our hope is in the first four months at the national level, we're looking to garner close to 28,000 leads. And how are we gonna do that, right? So we're gonna do it from a cascading approach to where we're gonna push this into the linear market on some tr- traditional channels like CBS and ESPN. Um, and we're also going to have um, some streaming and some paid social media. You'll see this on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Reddit, LinkedIn. Um, and what we're really excited about is our partnership with uh, collegiate basketball, both men and women. So we'll be in NCAA basketball games um, through uh, the tournament. And really the culminating event is where we'll be uh, placed in advertising with the men's uh, March Madness tournament coming up in a few months. So we're really excited about that. And our team is constantly looking at refining where this is in, is in market with the, the expectation that we wanna make sure we're hitting our target demographic. And so we can tweak those things uh, once we get in market to make sure we're in the right spots. So I'm super excited about it. The team put in a lot of great work. Um, so that's where we're at, thanks. Wow, that that is really exciting. Um, so I I know that we were all disappointed when uh, March Madness came around or Mar- Ma- March Madness was canceled because of COVID last year. Um, so I know it's uh, it's going to be really cool to be out there for that. Um, so I remember sitting, I think uh, just thinking back to when I first saw the commercials um, last time. 
uh, like I got super excited when I was out at a bar with friends and then saw the uh, saw, saw the commercials come up on TV. So I was um, really excited for that and looking forward to that again this year. Mr. Stone, let's talk about the formation of the concept. So let's go back. I want to go into detail on, on how we got here. Once there was a base concept in place, then it was mock videos, then creatives produced. How were these items tested for effectiveness? Talk to me. All right, so this is one of my favorite parts because it's really the behind the scenes that you never see um, that really doesn't get talked about, but honestly serves as the base foundation um, for everything else we do. So these concepts basically had gone through several months of rigorous testing with a whole bunch of different groups ranging from Gen Z prospects that met basic military eligibility standards, um, which is obviously our, our target demographic. We also tested these off uh, centers of influence, you know, such as you know, high school guidance counselors, teachers, coaches, other real focal points, um, maybe in someone's community. And then we also ran all these concepts by current serving Army National Guard members to see what the effects could possibly be um, by the folks already in our formations to make sure we have a real thorough understanding of how this campaign would resonate across the board. One of the primary goals um, you know, for this and all this extensive research was to basically make sure that the product that we provide, you know, the 54 in our local recruiters is all derived from research. You know, so many times people will just say, well, I think this or I feel that. And we wanted to make sure that we had a real thorough, deep understanding of how this message would resonate to ensure that we're maximizing, you know, taxpayers dollars. And again, we want to make sure that we just have a superior product that not only everyone at NGB is proud of, but more importantly, the 54 and those local recruiters who these leads are going to be going to every day that honestly, um, you know, if we can send a recruiter a couple of leads every single year that turns into an enlistment and just makes their job that much easier. Wow. I listened in on the focus groups, Mr. Stone, and I appreciate the effort that was put into the market research. What I really appreciate is just being a listener from the other side of the screen, the responses um, that were given from the focus group, and it had so many different types of people from different backgrounds, ethnicities, just where they were raised, different languages. They brought everything. And I mean, they were very detailed and specific. So I appreciate um, that hard work that was put into it. Um, can you also discuss how the guard will be measuring effectiveness of these new ads? Like, I know our goal with these things, but let's see, when we produce these leads and eventually we're gonna get to people into boots. Um, talk to me about that. Let's. How, how are we going to track this? So we track results real time on a daily, weekly, monthly, and quarterly basis. Um, we want to make sure that 
the, the different ads that we have in our repertoire um, to basically reach our prospect base really resonates um, with, you know, our, you know, with Gen Z um, and the different audiences that we have, um, you know, that we reach, you know, with our national media on a daily basis. So what will happen is we will get these reports, you know, weekly, monthly, um, in different platforms, and they will show performance ranging from how that individual channel is performing, along with the different type of ads, again, that we have, um, you know, in our, our repository. So this way we can make sure that we're really showing the right ads to the right people at the right time. Now, as we notice the performance of a specific ad or a specific platform might not be up to what we would consider par, we can make real-time adjustments to, again, ensure that, you know, that message is getting out um, to the right folks at the right time. Hey, thanks for that, Sean. Um, so moving back over uh, to Lieutenant Colonel Warren, um, so I've, I have a couple of questions uh, about the actual production of the campaign. Um, so first, I know that this is a pretty big deal, but um, can you tell us who produced the campaign? Yeah, well, before I get into the production and who produced it, I think, you know, the team that really came together and got the the amazing talent across the 54 states and territories, whittled down a couple hundred people to 27 from 16 different states is you, Staff Sergeant Andy Waiters. <laughs> Thanks, sir. <laughs> so without that, that effort, um, we wouldn't have the right people to even be on this thing. And then, you know, Sergeant Baez being there in person helped moving and shaking. And we had Sergeant, or well, used to be Sergeant Stone, now Mr. Stone on the ground and Major Zapinski and Alpa Ladani and Julie Muir. And then really the, the Lieutenant Oliver from the 41st Infantry Division, this kid, he's got a bright future. Um, he was knocking down targets for us, getting equipment where it needed to be. We turned Los Alamitos into Universal Studios in about four and a half days, uh, which was unbelievable. Let me tell you, it was fun just to be a part of it. Um, but really, what, what even level, leveled this up even more and ratcheted it up even more, it was, number one, um, the, the, the production of this, our partnership with the Army Enterprise Marketing Office in, in the the contractor for marketing team DDB out of Chicago, uh, working with the Smuggler Production Company, getting this thing going. And oh, by the way, you know, Miss Catherine Bigelow asked to produce this ad. And to to tell you how cool that is, you don't even know she, she is the only female Academy Award winner for Best Director, and she chose to produce this ad for the Army National Guard. So. You know, with that comes a ton of credibility from her end with all the work she's done. Um, you know, she's got movies in the Library of Congress now. I know, and, and we get to be one of the only service components that can say we had the Academy Award winner director. Uh, and I think it's fitting, right, for the amazing force that we have in the Army National Guard uh, to produce something this cool. Um, in an environment like Sean had mentioned, I wanted to jump in on that when he was talking about it. It was um, just an experience uh, you know, we had to create the bubble. It was like the NBA bubble, uh, but we're in California during a time where the entire state was shut down, except for essential work. And to have these moving pieces align at the, that time in order to do this in the midst of pending government shutdown, a contract expiration, 
Um, and then really the need to get something into market to help, um, you know, catapult the, the force as we go into the winter and spring, um, you know, all of that came together. Uh, and it's really the, the work of an amazing team. So super pumped. I don't know if you can tell it in my voice, but there you go. All right. Thanks for that, sir. No, I can definitely feel your excitement coming through uh, coming through the lines here. Um, so I, too, love that we got the opportunity to feature um, soldiers from from across the country for this. Um, so it's you know something I love to be able to do every couple of years. Um, so with that, um, you know, before we wrap up, I do want to answer uh, just some questions that could that could potentially come up. Um, so first, uh, the next greatest generation is now um, is not a new Army National Guard tagline. Um, additionally, there will be no new logos with this campaign. Uh, the Shield logo rolled out a couple of years back remains the official marketing logo for the organization. Um, Sergeant Baez. So one more thing, I want to give a shout out. I want to give a huge shout out to the California Army National Guard for their support with this production. Like, yes, we could just could not do this without them. Like, we <laughs> truly, truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Another shout out. Somebody who works behind the scenes. She works with Sean Stone. Ah, oh, I mean, she's just amazing. That is Julie Muir. She's definitely like, we need her. And I'm so glad she is on our team making things happen behind the scene because she definitely uh, brought this to the forefront. So definitely appreciate her. So I wonder, does this wrap it up, sir? Sean, do you have anything else to add before we close this? No, I just want to let you know how fun it was to do this with you guys. Um, first podcast I've been on, and um, we are here to answer questions from the field, right? Reach out directly. Part of the marketing team, we want to be as accessible as possible uh, to the recruiting force. And if there's a need you have, just please come up on the net and ask us, and, and we want to help you out. So thank you. Yes. Mr. Stone, do you have one thing to say or anything for the field? Tell us. Talk to me. The one thing I like to share is honestly, if you know anyone that might be considering, you know, serving in the military, make sure you either give them to the uh, local recruiter or you have them visit nationalguard.com or call 1-800-GO-GUARD. You know, that's the lifeblood of our organization is, you know, word of mouth advertising and, and those great referrals. So if you know someone considering service, Make sure you send them our way. Thank you. Hey, Sergeant Baez, I got something as well. Yes, go for yeah. it. Um, so, you know, as we're as we have gotten back into this kind of rhythm of creating a new ad campaign every couple of years, um, talking to the soldiers that were involved in this and just um, to the force in general, you know, when that casting call comes out, make sure to get your good soldiers signed up for it because that's their chance to be part of something like this. And we want to keep uh, we want to keep featuring our 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 amazing soldiers every couple of years in this so definitely keep them keep them coming and uh get them signed up for the casting call thank you sergeant waiters because listen we're always looking we're always in need for talent we will be in your state thank you for mentioning that staff sergeant waiters a huge thank you to lieutenant colonel warren and mr stone thank you for joining us today for more information on this campaign, listeners can head over to nationalguard.com. And in the event that this does reach somebody who is interested in joining our organization, come on now, you know you want them to join, please call 1-800-GO-GUARD or 
submit your information on nationalguard.com. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for another episode. First round, knockout, talk of the town on the block now, cash in, cash out.